0: Welcome to Making More Money For You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Making More Money For You show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. We are on the Voice America platform at the moment, streaming live. I'd like to take a special, uh, special thank you to Omni Casey from last week for about how to, uh, some investing strategies that we can go over, and that actually helped make our portfolios a little bit better and better choices when trying to find a, a property to buy and rent out, especially for the commercial ones. So as we are list, as we are coming into December, the last month of the year, Christmas is around the corner tax season is fastly approaching us i have a very special guest uh that i'm very happy to get acquainted with uh right before the show and i would like to welcome alina fernandez uh also known as the positive mom welcome to the show alina
2: oh thank you so much magnus i'm so so honored to be here with you
1: (laughs) as this action-packed month last month of the year i i got some extremely exquisite talent and you are definitely leading the pack with this for this month and some of the things that you have accomplished in such a short amount of time uh being an entrepreneur and business owner uh, i'd like for you if you can give us um just a little bit of a rundown of what you do uh where you're coming from and what makes you know, this this whole show is all going to be about mothers and single parents and um, helping them realize some very important things that can actually happen in a positive way. So I'll, I'll let that up to you, Alina. Yeah.
2: Thank you. So, you know, I help moms become digital entrepreneurs using the power of storytelling. And my mission is that they're able to break cycles, find peace, and feel whole. And let me explain that for you in a story, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, it was 2004, and I found myself on the ground in the fetal position, just thinking that my life was over and that I wanted it to be over. Because I had just become a single mom of my ten. Now, you know, they, they were one and two at that time. Now they're 19 and 20. So but um I as a new mom and also as a now single mom, I didn't know what to do. Uh, but most importantly, because we're talking about money, I had none of it. I didn't have one dollar in my pocket, I didn't have a bank account, I didn't have Anything under the mattress. I didn't have a piggy bank. Okay. I had zero. And I am an immigrant to the United States. So I didn't have a support system. I couldn't, you know, call my mother or my father and say, I'm coming over. It was more of a, I have to get out of a whole country, but I can't because I'm waiting for, you know, an immigration status. And my kids were born here. So it was a moment in which I found myself desperate, alone, hopeless. And then that resulted in all us also, you know, experiencing homelessness. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really hard. And I know that many of our viewers and listeners maybe can't even imagine that or, or maybe they can relate. but. I'm going to point something out is that we all can relate to feeling desperate, to feeling alone, to feeling like we don't have the first step and we have no steps to move on. And the reason I'm telling this story is because in that moment, that was so pivotal for me to actually begin the seed of what it is now, the positive moment. When I was down on the ground the force that helped me come off and look at my kids you know laying on their beds peacefully and feeling that sense of gratitude like you know i have not only what i need inside of me but i have my reason Mm -hmm. and what happened was that i decided because I had this inspiration, this rush of inspiration in this. It was like a tiny little speck of light in the darkness that I was in. And it was like, you know what? You can't write what to do, but you can't write what you will be. And so that was the first moment of my life where I wrote a to-be list. And that's the practice that I follow every single morning when I wake up. I write my to be list because there are moments in which we are just in a moment of nothingness. You know, nothing comes to us. We feel numb. We have nothing. It is real and it is real for us. Our feelings are valid. However, when we focus on who we can be, then we are in a position of power. And when I say be positive and you'll be powerful, it's not like deny, downplay, or dismiss your pain. It's more like find that which you can be that will give you the the next step. And that's that's how it was built. I started storytelling and I decided to create a blog and I decided to start my business but all of that was after i decided what i was going to be and the first thing was be positive and so that's where the positive mom came about
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's some of the best things come out of um <clears throat> like music uh com- companies inventions come out out of mistakes wow. you know you you didn't mistakenly do this you willingly did this and then you set your mind to it and you know uh quite a few episodes we've had here with various guesses they took the little steps
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: made it they didn't go 30 steps down the road they didn't go 40 steps down the road they see the 30 and 40 steps there they don't know how to get to it but like you're saying is you took that one little step and then a step after that
2: absolutely because you know it's too huge in that moment of pain or desperation or you know, darkness, you can't connect to that big vision. You really can't. kiruri really can't see, you know, if you would have told me on there, like, get up, you're going to have 160, over 160 countries that you're going to reach, millions of moms worldwide. You're going to be a, an international speaker. You're going to be on a TEDx stage several times. I would have been like, no. <laughs> but if you can tell me you can shift just in a tiny bit then i can do that that's possible and that's you know that's one of the things that i always tell in in entrepreneurial panels and things like that sometimes the little things that you think are your weakness turn out to actually be your biggest strength and and that happened to me when i first started marketing my my skills as a marketer as a web designer as a strategist Uh, i actually didn't have money to buy a printer and i wanted to send letters to people uh, to offer my services so you know what i did
1: (laughs) uh, what kind of creative things have you done
2: yeah i wrote a handwritten letter okay and I said, I mailed it out. My little girls, you know, they were two and three at that time. They were like licking the little, you know, putting the little things, the stamps, and they were all crooked, you know, and uh, and I wrote handwritten letters uh, and no labels. So the envelopes were also handwritten. And so, you know what? I had an 80% closing rate.
1: 80% from handwritten letters.
2: Yeah. They said, we were like, "What is this? I haven't gotten a handwritten letter in, in years." <laughs> <laughs> and and I didn't have a computer. Uh, you know, before that, I didn't have a computer, so I went to the to the yellow pages. And, and wow! I'll do yeah, okay. you something funny because you know I didn't know how to drive, and I had just learned. And because I'm so short, I use this yellow page, <laughs> but. one in my bottom and one in my back. And it's like, okay, uh, I can drive now. And so those same yellow book pages, I actually used them and found out who doesn't have a website, who's not marketing their business online, because you would see if they listed a website or they didn't. And I definitely uh, wrote them letters. And the interesting thing, Magnus, is that I would have called them but I was so self-conscious of my accent, okay. and I would have never imagined that I was going to be, you know, interviewing with you. Thank you, by the oh, way, or or speaking on stages because I couldn't see myself there. So you know, that's another testament to that principle: mm-hmm. do what you can do and what feels comfortable to you. N- you know, not in the comfort zone where. You're like, oh, I am i can't do any of it. But mm-hmm. find something that pushes you just a little bit so that you can feel that it's possible and that it's doable.
1: Okay. that's Those are all doable actions. I, but I do have a question for you. When you changed your mindset that little bit to say, I'm positive, how did the rest of your decisions play out? in your mind uh, we all have that ongoing battle this isn't going to work that's not going to work but, you know but how did that one that one little thing that you started being positive and positive thinking how did that change your uh, your path
2: it changed tremendously you know and i remember making the the decision mm-hmm. i'm going to make my kids my reason okay. not my excuse
1: and did you find more power that you acknowledged where you were at instead of denying it?
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I, it, it also was part of it was thinking back at other times mm-hmm. where something seemed impossible and I achieved it. Because, you know, one thing that came to my mind is, um, and it's another story, a big surprise! Storytelling, Elena. <laughs> you know, I I was seven years old, and I am back, you know, home with my brother. We lived in this little shack in the slum, and we were early in the morning. We'd go to fetch water to uh, not so nearby river, but uh-huh. you know, that's what we called it nearby river to uh-huh. you know, well, our daily water for the day. And so that's what we did as kids. Uh, you know, and after we went to the to the to the water, to the river, and we would go to our magical place, which was Ooh. the landfill.
1: Ooh, okay,
2: all right.
1: <laughs> I thought you were so, going to say McDonald's for a second, but I don't think McDonald's was there. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs>
2: uh, I have actually never eaten McDonald's food, but anyway. Um, then in the landfill, this particular day. You know, I go through the trash and you know, we're trying to find our treasures, Mm -hmm. and then I find this magazine, and it was beautiful, it was soggy and smelly, obviously. I mean, there's flies were everywhere, but I open it up and I see these kids, and they have jeans, you know, they we call the prelavados, which was were like kind of like had a you know, when you put like bleach.
1: Oh the acid jeans or the, okay, yeah okay. or the bleach jeans yeah yeah all right okay. prelavados
2: exactly <laughs> so it's like oh my god prelavados and tennis shoes and they have toys like that are brand new and they they're reading books you know as a storyteller and story lover i always wanted to have my own book it was my dream okay. and so and the most important part is that they had Happy families. They, you could see their joy, that you could see that they were getting along and they didn't, you know, the kids had time to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I told my brother, you know, in order to live this life, we need to learn this language because the magazine was in English. Okay. So okay. for four years, I saved up and I did this storytelling cardboard puppet theater, which was my first business at seven years old. <laughs> Because we didn't have electricity at night. So it was the perfect captive audience. <laughs> so okay. I put together all these coins. And by the time I was 11, I could enroll myself in English class. I studied English for three years. And then I became one of the instructors at the same center where I studied it. So I'm telling you this story because when I was on the ground and thinking, I can't do this, I'm all alone. I don't know what to do. That picture came to my mind. And I said, you know what? I didn't have this life, but I'm going to absolutely create this life for my kids. They're going to be my reason. They're not going to live in poverty. And that's why, you know, I told you my mission is to break cycles, break the cycle of abuse, break the cycle of poverty, break the cycle of addiction, break the cycles that keep us in in chained and live in freedom. And that is what drove me to take any little step after that, is to have that vision of my kids living this magazine dream life that wasn't possible for me, but now knowing English in the United States, Mm -hmm. it all clicked. This is why I'm here. This
1: is why I'm doing this. Okay. Well, that's that's a lot to take in. I'm not gonna. That's you know, the story itself is heart uh, heartwarming. That anything is possible. That we have we're you know single moms now. Uh, I've I've seen it throughout my travels and um, through everyday life is they they lost. They lost their their passion and, and their purpose in life. Well, their purpose right now is to take care of the child. You know, yeah. uh, which is completely i i can i can understand that uh, yeah. from a distance. I can't understand it. You know, <laughs> doing it, but I can see it <laughs> yeah. from a distance and, and appreciate it. Absolutely. But, um, but how? What are some of the things that could help find a person's passion, or you know, get that little that little. Sp- spark started
2: well i think you you already mentioned it magnus when you said you know it's in your pain that you find it it's it's gonna give us a clue and one of my mentors michael bernard beckwith i don't know if you're familiar with him but reverend beckwith says either the pain pushes you or the vision pulls you Hmm. And so, and it's both. So if you think back in a time of your life where, oh my goodness, I was struggling, that's going to give you a sign of what problem you want to solve for others and for yourself, but also what vision you have. And it's going to be the opposite for your future. And that's going to give you a passion to help others and to also do it
1: for yourself. Okay. Okay. All right, that's that's uh, okay. I like that. Either I like that that the division can draw you, or the pain's going to push you through it. Because whatever we decide is, it is free will to choose. Do I want to go towards it, or do I want to go against it? Mm-hmm. So, out of all of the, all of the toxin, all of the uh, experiences that you that you have experienced. Um, your, You know, your TED Talks, your national, international travels. What can you say that you've seen repetitively through, through your journey, through helping moms?
2: I think it's insecurity and a low sense of disturbing. Okay. I think it's, you know, I'm not sure that this is going to work for me but also I'm not sure I deserve this. And and many times the sense of deserving is the only thing that's blocking, but it's a subconscious and that's how we interpret it. Like, can I have the skills to, to be an entrepreneur? Can I actually raise my child in a positive way? So it comes in every aspect of our lives and, and it is trauma as a trauma response.
1: Okay, now- we, we've been talking about entrepreneurs and opening businesses and whatnot. but what does that mean in uh, a single mom's mindset to actually be an entrepreneur or actually to own a business what what are some of the thoughts that go through your head when, when you're co- even contemplating that?
2: I love that you asked that because you know there are five pillars um you know that that encompass being a positive mom and one of them is being present. Okay. And so as single moms, that's their biggest struggle is to be present with our child, because we have so much that we're doing on our own. And, you know, many of us are, are what I call solo moms, mm-hmm. who, and we're we're taking care of everything. So I have four children, and everything is on my shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that, it's like, oh, my goodness, I can't be present with my child, playing with them, listening to them, going to their activities. And that brings so much guilt and shame. But also, you you know, you're thinking, how can I do it all? And the thing is, when you're going, uh, working either inside of the home or outside of the home for a specific schedule, or, you know, you're trading your time for money, Mm -hmm. you don't have the freedom to be present. So that's why entrepreneurship is a good solution to become a present mom because then you make your own hours and your own schedule. Are you going to work a lot? Trust me, I work hard. (laughs) It's not, you know, it's, it's not this rainbows and butterflies that sometimes I hear painted about the entrepreneur life. It's a, it's, it's, it comes up with a lot of work and and a lot, but it gives you the freedom to show up when you want to show up.
1: That, yeah, uh, I agree with that. Doing, uh, I'm still doing the nine to five till the business starts taking off. So yeah. that's one thing that you have to keep in mind is don't leave a job, a paycheck, until your your business can support you. I think it was three or four months at, at a time. Four is that a, four months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I know and- that.
2: No, I was going to say that 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 takes me to another principle, which is that is on top of your emergency fund. Right. That's, oh, yeah, not, you that. that's not your emergency fund. You have an emergency fund that's at least four months, but you mm-hmm. also have your extra, all of your expenses for at
1: least four months. Okay. So it's up four and four. Okay. Because I know before everything that happened, before the shutdown and whatnot, it used to be three months, two to three months. And now it's actually four because of course inflation and you know yeah. the un- un- uh, well, what's the word unsteadiness uh, of yeah. life nowadays. Yeah. So everything's so changing. Now that brings up a great point. Now that everything's so up in the air and nothing is nothing is uh, certain anymore. Because of what we've what we've been through and what we're going through. Uh, but, but one quick uh note is is now a good time to actually start a business.
2: Yes. <laughs> it is always a good time to start a business because you know what? Um, like you said, a lot of the time, and this happened with me, you're going to work 40 hours a week or sometimes mm-hmm. more uh to sponsor your initiative that's what i okay. call it because while you're okay. working with this you know uh, you're investing in your business cards and you're investing in your website and you're investing on your email marketing crm you know you're doing all of these things with your paycheck which mm-hmm. is really awesome you're you're sponsoring your your entrepreneurial endeavor with your job and what i'm trying to say is that's gonna give you fuel, even though it's not money coming in yet, and actually you're spending some money to get things started. Uh, it's an investment, and it's an investment because it gives you fuel, it keeps you passionate, and I'm sure you 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 felt that. Like, you know, I have this drive and I have something that's that's really giving me energy, and that's how you know your passion, you know, going back to what we discussed earlier. Is something that you do that when you've done it, you come out of it more energized oh, than you were before, than you were going in <laughs> versus there are some things that are like soul sucking, like I do it and then I'm exhausted and I'm burnt out. But, you know, like here talking to you, it's so fun, you know, <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's, yeah, it's, it it's part of that what gives me life and what gives me joy? So, so if you start a business that gives you life, that gives you joy, that gives you purpose, it's always a good time to start it. Okay,
1: that that's great news because I, I felt the same way when I fr- got my first book done. It's like okay, it's out there. It's like okay, I got the first sale, got the first ten sales, and then I, I took it, I took it to another level. I'm like okay, I'm getting getting a couple sales here. And now it's like okay, I put it into a couple um, competitions um, for awards, yes. award award things. I'm like yeah. okay, f- you know, four of them didn't go well because I got like fifth and sixth out of t- the top ten. I was still in the top ten. I'm for a new a brand new author, so I'm like, all right. So I tried one more time. I put it in. I put the book in my first uh, mutual fund book, and on top of that, so it's like all right. Like month went by, two months went by. It's like, okay, now the judging started. I'm like, okay. Judging got uh, postponed a little bit and the results okay. came in. I'm like, you know what? Five books, five other contests and stuff. I'm like, I really don't care. I'm like, it's in there. It's like I was about ready. I deleted the the email with the results. <clears throat> I'm like, you know what? I'm curious. Two two days later I left it in my mailbox. And I went back to it. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm looking down, I'm looking down, I'm looking down. Here to find out in the personal finance and investing category, I'm like, okay, silver. I'm like, I see my name. I'm like, I see the book, the book's there. I'm like, okay, so the book's there. I didn't look to the left yet. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I, I, before I looked at what it did is I looked up the other books and the authors mm-hmm. i'm like i'm curious i'm like whoa well, who's it who's in this with me
2: yeah
1: here there's 35 year old 35 year professional investor wow and a 35 year personal investor wall street people
0: <gasps>
1: my book won the category Ooh. with gold and the 35 thank you much uh the the silver went to the 35 um year and then the 25 year and i'm like i'm like okay now i i'm going to do this and and you're right i got more and i put the next book out and i got the next book and let's keep going and eventually it came to the show honestly when the talent scout called me up i thought i was going to be on a show
2: wow
1: here it turned out that they turned around and offered the show to me and this is where i've been since and talking with the expert people like you, uh, and other, other phenomenal people, uh, in all different forms of walk and walks of life. And w- that's the main goal of the show is making more money for you and overlooked aspects. And what we're talking about for single moms is no, no feed in itself. But Elena, we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to dive more deeper into the other three pillars. Uh, we're going to talk about what you're doing with your children, how your children are doing now. And uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, please don't be afraid to call. The phone number will be on the commercial as we come back in, and I'll bring it back to you. Uh, but stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. the bottom line in business talk.
0: Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money For You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money For You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America
2: Business Network.
0: You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Or if you're just tuning in, welcome to the show. Is uh we have I have a very special guest. Uh we're talking about single moms uh becoming entrepreneurs and business owners. Uh I know a lot of people say they can't do it, and there's like five million other reasons why, but I have my special guest here, Alina Fernandez, says it can happen and it can be very profitable and it can be successful. Welcome back to the show, Alina
2: thank you thank you magnus i'm really just so happy to be
1: here (laughs) and as i'm i and as my listeners will be as well because we're talking lots of golden nuggets here especially before the show that'll be on the youtube uh portion of it the youtube video of the show but we will get as much as that into this content as possible but you know we we got the mindset right we got uh that we have the choice to either be successful, go towards the vision or go away from the vision. Now let's see. But here's one thing that we need to keep making this dream happen is we need money. Yeah, We need money. Uh, you know, we can't do this with hopes and dreams now <laughs> hopes <laughs> and dreams help, but we need a little bit of the green stuff to help us out. So yeah. what are a couple things that you've done? I know we did, you did a, a very, entertaining sock puppet show or a puppet show at night when you were seven to get started which is why not kids do lemonade stands why can't you do a puppet show so Mm -hmm. what are some things that moms can do to start monetizing the way they do their life and help one help themselves help their community and also be present with their child
2: thank you for saying that because you know uh there are things that we say to ourselves like I don't have skills, or I'm not good at this, or I'm not a business person. So there are many beliefs that we have that prevent us from seeing ourselves doing something like becoming a mompreneur or a mom entrepreneur. And one of the things that I have noticed is that my success has always been tied to telling a story. Even when I was doing the cardboard puppets, you know, it was using the power of storytelling. Now, people may think like, well, what is that? Because I'm not an English major. Well, guess what? English not even my, my first language. <laughs> and I have an award-winning blog and that's my second language. So anyone can do it. Let's just start there. But a story is just something that happened. It's It's not a complicated thing. If There's no art. There's no science. There are better ways to tell a story than others, more engaging, more memorable, more impactful. And that's why I help moms refine that story. But if you can start wherever you are, I started my blog in 2004. And I look at those blog posts and I want to cringe.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yet, you know, those cringy blog posts were the ones that got me here. Starting where you are, doing what you can and coming from the heart. So there are many things that you could do to tell your story. You could, you know, start with a blog. You could use social media to to use stories and become a paid influencer. You could write ebooks and sell them online which is really simple you you don't even have to publish them on amazon but even that is very easy to do you could freelance right if you're you know a strong writer you could do affiliate marketing where you don't even have to have a product you just could you know tell other people about somebody else's product or service or company you could do stock photography if you like to take photos and upload them to a stock photo site and they are going to pay you a fee and a percentage you could do youtube videos after 1 million uh i'm sorry I'm, uh, after 1000 not even 1 million subscribers then you start making money off of any video that you publish and uh, you could start a podcast and then find sponsors with for your blog, for your podcast, and start monetizing just simple stories. And even in the podcast, you don't have to tell the story yourself. You could interview other people. You could write a book by interviewing other people. There are so many ways in which you can become a digital entrepreneur. And I'm saying all of these things because it don't doesn't require you to leave your home. If you have a small room and you have a computer and you have internet connection, and most of us have that, then you can start all of these businesses. Now, for other women who are more crafty or more, you know, more hands-on, they can have an Etsy shop. They could uh, become a virtual assistant and help other people with their business. They can, if you're really good with skills and have a background in whatever. Industry that you do, and not coming straight from stay at home and have a background in any industry, you can actually become an advisor or a consultant or coach for that industry. For example, if you uh, were a dental assistant, then you can train other des- dental assistants from home and give them coaching and, and tell them your experience and how to be more efficient. And same if you were in any other industry, even if you are an educator. So it doesn't really matter what your background, you can coach other people. And I always say to a second grader, a first, uh, a third grader is an expert. So you don't have to be like a college student to train. (laughs) You just have to be a few steps and have done what you're teaching. If you have been through the second grade, then you know all of the secrets of the second grade. And the first, grade is, first grader is going to be really grateful that they know now the insider's information. So, So those are some ideas that we can get started. But basically, the thing is that the only thing that's stopping you is your trauma response, which we call mindset. And it's that voice that tells you that you're not good enough to do something or that it's not possible for you or that you're not going to figure it out or the voice that tells you the voice of fear that tells you what if i fail and guess what all of those things are possibilities right but the, there's another possibility like at least 50% of possibility that you might fa- you might not fail mm-hmm. that you might figure it out that you might create a wealthy, abundant, fulfilling life for yourself and for your family. So why not focus on that 50%? I'm not saying that it's not real. You know, I have launched courses that have failed, but I have launched courses that have not only sold and made revenue for me, but have changed the lives of so many families. And so that is worth everything. And I was you know, back to when you were talking about your book, and you said, you know, you're tracking the sales and you're tracking the awards. Let's go one step further and track right. the impact.
1: And I, I have done that. Yes. I first, when I have started, I even I go back and look at the reviews. Yes. Because I want to make sure that it's like that the contents right that I I didn't miss anything or I misspoke something. I'm like then I would take the book down and redo it and then put it back i love you know, it f- uh, fix that but all of the books i started with a very narrow mindset which was what i was sw- uh, taught to do is get a get an age group like 30 to 35 20 to 25 mm. a- and focus on that group and make sure you solve their problem for that but what i found out was as i did that great responses it did exactly what it was supposed to do got it you know i decided To do against what my coaches told me to do. Yeah, they told me to keep keep focusing on that instead of keep keep focusing on it. I expanded it. Yeah, I went down to the college kids. I went down to the eighteen to twenty one year olds, the twenty one to thirty year olds. Mm. I went all the way down to eighteen year old kids that are just graduating high school, Mm. and then went all the way the other end of the spectrum, all the way to sixty five plus retirement, and worked throughout every single age group.
2: I love that because you know what? You're going to hear all kinds of advice from all kinds of people. And many of them are well-meaning. Many of them have a lot of credentials and a lot right. of expertise. And yet it is, you got to listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. You got to listen to the service that you're here to be put on earth to do. And and when you do that, and this is how it applies to single moms, when you do that, your kids are inspired. Right. So you're not only doing it for yourself. It's like, you know, I don't, I didn't have to tell my kids, you should do this. They saw me doing it. And I I remember, you know, I was speaking in Houston this weekend and my daughter was on stage and they asked her like, what happened? Why did you decide to become an author? We'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know what, like, I didn't know that this wasn't, what people did. I saw my mom be an author and I immediately just wanted to be an author like my mom. It was possible. When you see it, you can be it. And so now I see my daughters 20, 19, 9, 3. My oldest are on top of the world because they have meaning in their lives. They have purpose and they have achievement. So they, they are growing. Why? Because I gave myself permission to do that for myself i didn't have to teach it they it's not taught it's caught
1: oh that's now that's a different take on things that (laughs) that (laughs) i'm trying to gather my thoughts that one caught me off guard a little bit which is really really amazing is because i was actually going to ask you about your children because we were talking way earlier about this was that they started all this on their own. They've seen the benefits of actually starting something and actually being able to one help people to they found their purpose and passion in life. And now they're what we're talking about right now is they're monetizing it. Yeah. So it's those building blocks that you can you can take this and do this with pretty much anything.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know it like I said before, it's gonna it's going to come up for you that that in the beginning, you're spending, you're less present because you're building the business and doing the job and right. doing all these things, but it's going to pay off if you really stick to it and you're consistent. I remember I put in 10 minutes a day, at least, and $10 per month. That was my budget. Wow. I mean, Okay. I had two toddlers and I was starting all over, you know, living in a roach infested apartment and making $8 per hour. But you know what? I was consistent and persistent and kept that vision in my on my mind and I started and and write this down if you're listening. I started creating boundaries. Setting boundaries for my schedule for and setting boundaries for, for people to not discourage me, the naysayers mm-hmm. and the people that wanted, you know, to drop off their kids at my house because I was home. Oh, <laughs> Even goodness. though I, you know, I was I was working. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and I I started number two, owning my worth and saying, you know what, if I am working on this for an hour, that is an hour that I'm away from my kids. So I need to charge for it. I can't do it for free anymore. I actually put a TikTok earlier this week, the secret to make money doing what you love. You know what the secret is? What's that? Stop doing it for free.
1: (laughs) Great (laughs) advice. Great advice.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then the last thing I'm going to say is when you do that, your kids are gonna know their worth. Your kids are gonna learn boundaries. And the third thing that I that you fight is the imposter syndrome, which is what we've been talking about. Like, I'm not good enough, maybe it won't work for me. Maybe I don't have what it takes. Um, that's gonna keep coming up. But as they see a confident mom, they're going to be confident. And that was the best gift that I've done, I've given to my children. And I'm not saying that, to say that to you, Magnus, my daughters have told me that. They said, you know what? We saw you take risks. We saw you stand your ground. We, We saw you be confident, even though it didn't look like you were confident, but you took the confident step that you could take. And now they can articulate it that that is what gave them the courage to continue to do this because as they were six and seven and saying, I want to be an author like my mom, I want to be a speaker like my mom, it was cute for them, like they're children. So they know, they they don't have all these thoughts and murk in their minds. But as they start to grow as teens, all of that starts to come up and society starts to give in messages and media starts to give in messages and people everywhere starts to give in messages that, that they cannot internalize when you have set a foundation as a mom that they are more than that. And so when you claim your spot, they know that they can do it scared, afraid, in spite of, in spite of what's out there. So that's a that's a really big gift. It's not only like something that you're doing for money, you're doing it for meaning. Mm-hmm.
1: And you brought up a, an excellent point that we talked about, is you taught your children to be creators and not consumers of the media. Yep. Yeah. So now, how does, when you were up and coming as an author, how did society and the creation and consumer process change? for you because we have some moms come in all ages and all experiences and whatnot but can you go through a little bit of how it changed and how you had to change to to keep being successful
2: well you know it's it's interesting because i have always read a lot of books um i i walked many kilometers i called them back then uh to the library to read books and then when I started affording books, I bought a lot of them. (laughs) And uh, But I've also always been a writer. I've also been a creator. And for some people, there's something that you've always been, but you're always being a creator, whether it's recipes that you're creating for people, whether it's, you know, haircuts, whether it's, advice that you give on how to decorate something, there's always a creator essence about you and you just haven't identified that that's a gift that you have because it comes so natural to you that you do it and you don't really notice it. And so, yes, that's that's a different shift. So what we need to do is, if I love watching you know, the wedding channel, there's something right. there. Because that consumption that I have, it's giving me a clue of something that I want to create. And okay. it could be the event of the wedding. It could be the, the wedding dress and sewing. It could be uh, giving, you know, style advice or, or couples advice. I don't know, but what you consume, or you're attracted to consume, okay. it gives you a clue to what you are naturally meant to create. So that's where that shift you start look at what you're looking at and that definitely is going to give you uh, something to start with but yeah the shift has to be made you have to go from consuming this much and creating this much to kind of evening it out until you can be mostly a creator now as a creator you're going to be also informed by the consumption if i want to be a you know a star blogger I got to know what's out there. I got to read other blogs that that inform me. I have to know the experience of a blogger through uh, observing other blogs. But but it's different for me to do 10% of reading other blogs and 90% of of creating my own versus 90% of reading and maybe 10% if. I think I'm good enough one day. So that's what I've taught my children. And they started really little. I obviously, I didn't explain it that way. I was just saying, you know what? Your voice can be heard. You can make a difference. You're, you know, my, my second is passionate about being vegan. You can help others become vegan and give them tips about being vegan. My oldest, you know, she was bullied in school, which is why we started homeschooling. And I said, you know what? You can help other kids with their self-esteem, with your bullying experience and what that taught you. So, you know, now my my second one, she's in film school or about to get in film school, and she wants to teach other young creatives to monetize their love of film. So, you know, no matter what that is for you, you can be a voice And see what bothers you, what makes you angry, what you love about the things around you and start talking about it. Start putting in a little bit more than what you're consuming, because chances are that you've been consuming that your whole life (laughs) uh, (laughs) and consuming a lot of it and that you have been creating even a little bit and just nurture that a little more.
1: Oh, my. Okay. That's a lot of great um, insight there. Now, you did say you did read a lot of books. Yeah. And out of all the books you've read, what had the most impact in your life?
2: Ooh, that's so hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't ask e- I, I do ask easy questions, but sometimes.
2: <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say, if it's my whole life, I read James Allen's As a Man Thinker. At a library when I was 11 years old, and I have been reading it every year, even sometimes like even 10 times every year. So it's wow. a short book, but it's about okay. the power of your mind and how it's like a garden, how what you plant grows. Mm-hmm. Totally recommend it.
1: Okay, well, I hate to say this, Alina, but we're at the end of the show. <gasps> can you believe that we were talking actually me and you have been talking for over an hour now and it feels just like we just got started
2: I know I'm like any <laughs> <gaining> momentum.
1: <laughs> uh but for well for n- for this episode we're gonna have to wind it down a little bit yeah. so mm-hmm. can you tell my list the listeners out there worldwide that's going to be on worldwide or and on the podcast later on where they can actually contact you if they want to find, and your resources, where can we Where can we learn more?
2: Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for that opportunity. And it's definitely flown by because I've enjoyed it so much. And I'm at The Positive Mom on all of the social media platforms you can imagine. And thepositivemom.com is my blog, but it's also where you can access my free community for moms. And it's where we strive to create a safe space for women and moms to feel welcome and worthy and whole and where they learn to become positive moms, but also wealthy mompreneurs who break cycles and who find peace through motherhood and mompreneurship.
1: Awesome. That is wonderful out there. I, I have to thank you very much for your time it's it's been a pleasure honestly we got i i've actually got a lot of things out of this myself and i'm sure you're going to touch a lot of lives with this episode so that concludes this episode but next week i didn't plan this at all because i totally booked these weeks and um different different weeks um ahead of time and not ahead of time i just plug things in but next week i have jesse Clark on from beautiful badass life which is actually going to take women and how to actually get them out of the mindset that we're talking about today and for them to actually start taking action and become badasses in life in their personal life and their business life uh and uh how to grow so (laughs) i couldn't time this any better uh (laughs) but that is next week's show uh i do want to say is anybody out there take the moment thank your mother for everything that they do do um and help you with as well uh but honestly anything is possible out there uh try to make one thing happen one thing leads into two so that's going to be our show for today everybody uh thank you for tuning in and uh, have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Making More Money For You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.